Welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented, of course, by Esports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we are talking about the Farming Simulator League. And yes, that actually exists. To help me break down this very important esports league, I'm joined by Maxwell Bettendorf, a good friend of mine and who's been on many previous podcasts, so you're probably familiar with him at this point. How are you doing today, Max? Doing very well, having a good time, dropping my balers around, picking up some wheat, tossing it in the right places, and I've never played Farming Simulator in my entire life. Yeah, we haven't played the Farming Simulator, but we've been learning about the new league and we are ready to break down this crazy new league that is actually, it's a real thing. So the Farming Simulator League is uh, has a 250,000 euros in prizes, so about $277,000 for the tournament circuit, which will go 2019 into 2020. It has major sponsors like John Deere, and uh, Intel, Logitech, and a bunch of different agriculture and farming equipment companies. So it's a really interesting esports league. And Max and I are going to break down where this league came from, some of the best quotes about it from the from the founders, and you know where we think this fits into esports, or you know why this even exists in the first place. So Max, I want to start. What was your first reaction to? hearing about the Farming Simulator League. I think my reaction is going to be one that's pretty common against anybody who's hearing about the new and big and beautiful Farming Simulator League is how? How how the hell do you have a league, an eSport league, based on a relaxation simulator that has you building up hay bales and servicing a community of people with your farming goods. It doesn't make any sense. It seems nearly impossible. And I can't wait to play. Yeah, it's it actually exists. And so Farming Simulator, for people who aren't familiar with the game, and my reaction was pretty similar. It's like, wait, what? This is a, How does this work? And then after diving into it, watching some videos, you know, they've actually built out a sort of fleshed out esport. I'm not going to give it like it's we're not League of Legends territory here, but it's, you know, it's a thing. They have a competitive structure. They have some unique aspects to it. So we'll break that down for you guys as well and link you some videos that help explain it better than we can. But what Farming Simulator is, as Max explained it, it's a relaxation game. The simulator the simulator games work for a lot of different areas. There's a truck driving simulator and there's... Uh, random it's random like blue collar jobs i guess it's sort of it's like if you want to simulate doing a blue collar job and working with your hands but you don't want to leave your air conditioned uh bedroom that's what the simulator games do they you drive you pick up hail you service community and it's re- relaxing and it's absurdly popular like super popular farming simulator 19 uh, sold over 1 million copies in the first week of its release. Now the um, CEO of Giant Software, the creator of the Farming Simulator game, estimates it's well over 2 million. So, I mean, that's just... the They're selling a ton of copies. That's an amount that is somewhere in the range of some other esports. So in terms of pure popularity of the game, it works on that level. Yeah, definitely. It's really quite baffling that you could take a game so built and established on general relaxation and make it into a competitive scene. It's almost like if you can actually make Farming Simulator into an eSport, then there is no limit to what you can make an eSport. And I'm sitting here saying, let's bring on the Sims eSport. Let's bring on the Animal Crossings eSport. Let's bring on the Blue Collar Truck Driver eSport or the Plane Terminal simulator esport everything's possible because in farm simulator you don't play farm simulator they've actually recreated a different variant of the game that has it as a genuine competition and it honestly it looks like a lot of fun yeah so the league itself is basically here's the here's the logistics of it your farm simulator team consists of three players one is your captain you have different teams, so they've got these sponsored teams that are guaranteed to be in the top ranks. Those are your your farming simulator superstars out there. 
And I hope I'm not talking about the Farming Simulator League like some people talk about esports where I'm like dismissing it out of hand because it actually is a legitimate esport as far as a as we could tell. See, the, the problem is the only they've only held one real competition in this new, and that was at FarmCon 2019, because of course it was. And <laughs> and it's a German. So we tried to watch it, but it's all in German. So it's kind of hard to follow along the action. Neither of us speak German. My grandma would be ashamed of me. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could, you could recognize when there's cheering and when there's, you know, oh, to know, okay, something good happened or something bad happened. But when you have no idea what the game is or how it really works all that well, I need a bit of English to tell me what I'm watching. Yeah, at least the introductor in English would be great. And so we found a six-minute video that breaks down what this game plays. So I'm going to try and do my best to summarize this six-minute video, but I'll also link it down below in case you want a visual representation of what I'm talking about. Basically, your team of three starts out and you get to ban a vehicle. That's how it starts. It's like League of Legends banning a champion. Well, you're banning a vehicle, be that a tractor or a harvester or, you know, some other farm thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking we about. We're so, so out of my unqualified. Here. I'm so unqualified to talk about Farming Simulator. (laughs) This is horrible. Um, So you then you start, you have three people and you all get put into uh, three different vehicles, but you don't get to choose which one. And then the game lets you know that you have 10 seconds, but you have to walk to the other vehicles. You can't run. The teleport feature is disabled. Like they make a very clear point of you have to walk to the vehicle. So... Then you could switch vehicles, but apparently if you have to go from like the lefternmost one to the rightest one, you might not be able to walk there in 10 seconds, I guess is what they're getting at. You get in your vehicles, you drive your vehicles out to these harvesters, you're in tractors to start, and then you drive them over towards the harvester or the baler, I think that's, yeah, the baler, mm-hmm. and you have to get these vehicles, and they're on these little pedestals. And once you get them, if you get all of the same ones, you could just win the game right there. If you don't let your opponents get any of the harvesters because they can not harvest, and you just win. So that's yeah. apparently a way to just win immediately. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, like when you reach a vehicle and you get inside of it or you step on the pedestal that it's on, it locks that vehicle to the other team. They cannot use it. So if you jump in one vehicle and jump out and you take that harvester, then you run to the next harvester and you take that and then you get off. You grab a baler and you grab the third harvester. Then the other team can't grab a harvester. You still have a baler, so you could do everything you need to do for the game, but they can't possibly compete. 15 seconds down the row, Game's over, blue team win, or red team's like, why did we not grab a harvester? What's going on, guys? Yeah, that seems like an oversight, I guess, in the in the way this game's run. You don't really want... What if the championship just ended like that? I have to imagine it's really hard to do it. Can you it. imagine the hype? I mean, you, you established that you could lose this game in 15 seconds because somebody can just grab all your vehicles. Then you're going to be the coach or the captain, and you're going to be like, all right, Jenny, you're grabbing the harvester. Richard, you're grabbing the baler. Me, I'll grab the other harvester and let's run this thing down the field. You got to like plan that out. <laughs> on, coach. Yeah, hey, coach, where am I going? I don't know. Grab a harvester. Everybody grabs a harvester and they miss out on the balers and they lose. Rip. Rip. So yeah, so the game moves from there. That's just phase one. There's five stages of the game. From that point on, you are you are collecting hay bales. This is, the whole game revolves around hay bales primarily. And what you're doing is you are it's the amount of hay bales collected. So you get one point by putting it in the lower doors, and you get uh, a multiplier bonus if you put it on a conveyor belt like thing that puts it through the upper doors of the barn. And that is this game. It is a set amount of points for getting the hay bales in. So then you can get a multiplier bonus. And to get the multiplier bonus, you have to harvest wheat. And you have to put the wheat in the silo in the village. And the multiplier then increases. And then if you put it on the escalator, you get the multiplied points. But somehow if your opponent's multiplier gets too much, your conveyor belt slows down. And then sometimes it overheats. I got a little lost. I think it's I think it's like the more the higher the multiplier that you have, the slower your conveyor belt goes. Inversely, the faster your opponents does. 
from a zero to 10 multiplier, if you hit a 10 multiplier, apparently your opponents move so fast that it breaks. And if they don't increase their multiplier, then they can't use the bonus multiplier hay bale distribution conveyor belt that I don't know why you would need to. I don't think people were using it a lot. So yeah, it did it seem valuable. like the best way of doing it. Couldn't tell what they were doing, but most people were going for the escalator thing. Yeah. Also, first hay bale uh, donated. I don't know what's the point of putting it in this place, but the first hay bale turned in is worth double points. So if you can gun it out the gate and get the first one in, then you get, it's pretty much, you get two hay bales in for the price of one out the gate. Great. And that's about it. And then it goes 15 minutes. (laughs) Whoever has the most points at the end wins. Whoever collects the most hay bales at the end. So that's, that's, that's the Farming Simulator League in a rundown. Like I said, I will put that video in the description below if you want a visual representation of the conveyor belt and whatever I'm talking about here. But that's I think we did a pretty good job of uh, summarizing that. Some listeners are like, you have, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're totally... And if that's true, sorry. You don't really need to know that much about how the league works for this podcast as we're just like, wait, what's a Farming Simulator League? How does this work as an esport yes that's our main goal so from there that's that's the gist of it and now i want to talk so i found some really interesting stories uh about the creation of the farming simulator league and they're dated back a little bit the game wasn't oh there's also power-ups involved we skipped over that those exist as well like a drone drops power-ups anyways yeah check out that video it'll explain it all better than we could so these stories, it, gain, it gains a lot of mainstream attention because it's so like, what? Like your initial reaction is what? And that means that they'll click on the article. So people love to write about things that make you say what? And the Farming Simulator League absolutely evokes that reaction. Uh, the best article I found, it's a bit old now. It's still still relevant. They just changed the game mode. Um, but it's from Nicole Carpenter, who is a great freelance esports writer now she used to work uh polygon i believe and she wrote this for the washington post she got some great quotes uh from some giant software executives and here's the the start here's how uh the ceo or somebody else uh describes the start of the farming simulator league quote it was very grassroots It was sometimes a bit crazy and unorganized when we started with multiplayer in 2010. That's right. It's been here since 2010. People were having fights on a bridge between two front-loading tractors. The one that lost was the one that dropped off the bridge. (laughs) That's your origin story right there. Farming simulator at one point was a fighting simulator? Yes, between two tractors. It was like... (laughs) Now that's a game. Oh, it's like, oh, there's a Honor of Kings or one of the, there's, there's a game that's like a really solid, just 1v1 fighting simulator. And that's what I'm thinking of here. Like people just like forking them with the with parts of their tractor trying to knock <laughs> them off a bridge. So that's, yeah, that's like the origin story. And it's cool because apparently they were just creating a simulator game. And then the community rallied around and was like, hey, we want to make competitive aspects out of this, whether it be tractors fighting or a challenge to collect hay bales. You know, we are actually going to, we want to make this competitive. And so it's more of so many games now are being created as esports, and they were like their community just sort of asked them to do it through different unique initiatives. And they're like, Oh, okay, sure. We'll try and create it, which is the best way of starting an esport, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just because the community wants it, because people want to keep playing, and why not increase the popularity of an obscure simulation game? Yeah, and the uh, the CEO to Giant Software said something similar in an interview with the Esports Observer. Quote, a lot of companies try it the other way around. They try to build a game that's esports. What we're trying, cough, Overwatch, that's the, the main... <laughs> I'm building a game that is esports, also Rocket League and some other games. But yeah, when I think of building a game that's esports, Overwatch is the first and foremost example of we're building this game and it's going to a massive franchise league and you better like it. Yeah, so anyways, definitely. 
quick sidebar on that one. <laughs> Continuing the quote, what we're doing is we have a game that's already quite popular and just adding esports. That's a different approach. I think it's much more difficult to go from zero to esports than for an existing community and an established IP, which is over 10 years old and still growing from version to version, to build an esports experience around the game, rather than building something completely from scratch, which is also super expensive. Yeah. He makes, yeah, you know, he makes a really good point. This already existed. People were already playing, which means there's some sort of demand for it. That's the start to any good esport. You know, you need to have players of the game and they know there's that. They know there's this competitive community growing and they decided to build an esports. It's not as crazy as like, oh, they made a farming simulator league. The When you actually dig into the origin story, it makes a lot of sense. Outside of the fact that farming simulator is not a competitive game. At its core, at its base, it's there's almost nothing competitive about it. It seems like a very relaxing simulation of agricultural life. Well, that that's a that's a good point. I guess that is the one knock on it. But you know, <laughs> people are creating competitions out of it. Who are you to say, "Oh no, we didn't make the game for that"? Let's let's embrace it. True, it could have been designed to be a very competitive relaxation. Exactly. You know, people are just competitive at their core. And that's, they play a game enough that they enjoy. And they're like, no, I can drive this tractor better than anybody else can drive a tractor. Let me prove it to you. Dude, there's no casuals in Farm Simulator. All these filthy casuals need to get out of here. Oh, this is, this is heavy. This is heavy duty stuff we're working. Like, just like them bailers. Heavy duty. Just like them John Deere tractors fighting off bridges. Yeah, and that, that announcement was actually what got me really interested in this league was when they signed John Deere as a team sponsor. I was like, okay, okay, Farming Simulator League, I see you. You're pulling in the big the big companies. Where Where is this going? So I, I, he, he mentioned uh, in, in your quote there that he's like, you know, we, we're not going to be like all these companies building games that are meant to be esports. But they also like to look at Rocket League as one of their models. And one of the quotes that you have here is the best role model for us at the moment is Rocket League. And obviously, I mean, that's kind of a confusing statement because Rocket League is about cars that pretty much play soccer, aerial or on the ground. And Farming Simulator is about a simulation of a farm. So I don't see where the comparison is outside of the fact that, you know, people looked at a game like Rocket League as being rather silly. I mean, the quote continues to say like it's cars with a giant ball trying to score a goal. The game is innately competitive, but at the same time, it, it he's right to say it's a little silly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And when it came out, people are like, uh, yeah, I'll play a gimmick of an indie game. Sure. And now it's one of the leading esports out there. So to look at it as a role model for uh, the FSL is what they're calling it, the farming simulator league can only be recognized based on the trajectory of taking something ridiculous like reading an article about farming simulator trying to get into the eSport League and then looking at it five years down the road where it's bringing in some big bucks based on sponsorships and viewerships and being like, yeah, of course farming simulator is an eSport. It's made for that. Yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from. I don't I don't quite understand the Rocket League comparison. And they brought this up, not us. So for any of our listeners who say, hey, Max and you only talk about Rocket League. Well, you're right. I think every single podcast we've done together, we've talked about Rocket League. But the Rocket League podcast. He he brought this one up. This one we I said before, I was like, we're not gonna talk about Rocket League this time. And he brought it up in his quote, so we couldn't avoid it. But here's why. My issue with it is that Rocket League is one of those games that was like made to be an esport. They had a, a silly version of their game, super acrobatic rocket powered battle cars or SARP BC for anybody who's not horrible at doesn't want to kill themselves with that name. That was their first version of the game. They were like, no, we need to polish this. We need to make this a real thing with esports as an absolute goal or thought behind it. And they created Rocket League, which is a much more polished, less silly, uh, way way more standard where you could really follow the ball. It wasn't so like, bam, now the ball's over here. The goal's out here. Uh, the maps are all weird. And that's that's Rocket League. So it's a little interesting that he's like, hey, this we had this 
started from community event. Rocket League was very, you know, pushed to be an esport. It was created as an esport, and that's why it succeeded. But it is silly in in some nature, but less silly. I mean, it's still just modeling traditional sports. I don't know. My my first reaction to Rocket League was not this game's silly. I guess some people may have, but it's you know, I thought the game was pretty like. You know, pretty a pretty normal, solid game. I thought it was really unique, but I did not think it was silly. I took it pretty seriously from the from the get go. I was like, I really want to get good at this game, yeah, and not seeing oh. the people that were. Yeah, watching the other people that were, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I don't know. Rocket League captured my imagination very quickly, and I don't I don't think it was as silly as some other games that I've played. Like, I, a game doesn't need to have guns for me to like take it seriously. I guess is my my point here you know all the most esports you look at them they have fantasy elements they have attacks and they kill something and that's not rocket league but to me that didn't it didn't make me take it less seriously or think it was silly i don't know you throw me on that field i'll be demoing up and down the courts well a nice demo that's just that's just tactful <laughs> play right there that is some big tactful play and there's some demos you can make in uh farming simulator every time you drive over a bridge both sides that corresponding bridge will fold itself up and unable to cross i'm wondering if you park your car on there and someone drives over will you just get shot off that's a great question you're asking the important (laughs) questions here i gotta know the important questions because when i get in and start building my farming simulator league with my squad i need to know exactly how to break the game yeah max this might be our game that we can actually break into you know, Might I be. It. We're going to help bring a farming simulator out to NA. Yeah, it is a very EU-based competition. The uh, The tournament prize pool is in Euros. The only broadcast is all in German. I think German could be Dutch. I don't know. It's, I thought it was German. I don't know. I thought it was German. The German language has a very like distinct cadence is how I'm going to describe that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Anyways, the, the reason they described it to Rocket League wasn't so much about the game itself, but uh, they said it's developed by an independent publisher, which Psyonix was until they got bought by Epic Games. Uh, they started small, growing every year. They support grassroots tournaments. I think they compete with the big ones would be a bit too crazy. So it's it's pretty standard, but that's also just, you know, most mid-tier esports. You have to embrace grassroots. Um, if you're not coming from Activision Blizzard or activision blizzard really or ea i guess you grassroots tournaments are really important and that's true for even you know even ubisoft games very uh love grassroots even some activision blizzard games so i don't think like the embrace of grassroots tournaments is that shocking either most games do it's only really the franchise league of legends and franchised overwatch and they used to until they got to a point where now they're too big yeah Definitely. And I mean, we're looking at like, obviously it's easy to look at a game like Rocket League and say, sure, it was designed to be an eSport. And then you cut back to Farming Simulator, which while it is now created a league of its own, started making competitions, has a decent prize pool based on donation. Would Farming Simulator survive as an eSport? What do you think? That's the question. I mean, if the people are watching it, then it's good. And I think one of the main things it has going for it is that it's unique. It's not a fifth Battle Royale title trying to compete with other Battle Royale titles. It's something that, you know, we haven't seen any simulator esports. And so in that sense, it is good for, it is comparison to Rocket League in that it's a new genre and it's something that we haven't seen. And that gives it a a good leg up. You know, you don't want to be a MOBA trying to come in and compete with Dota or League of Legends. So I could absolutely see it being like a tier three, four eSport way down in the the lower ranks just because it's unique and it's going to, you know, find itself an audience of a million people bought Farming Simulator League. If you can get one quarter of those to watch Farming Simulator eSports, suddenly you're competing with, that's a lot of people. That's 200, 250,000 viewers. And if you can... I think that's an attainable amount to get to tune into this game. It depends on if their audience is 
open to it being esports or if they have the same reaction. I don't know. You need to ask a hardcore farming simulator player if they're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense as an esport or no, what really? That's that's the key point. And I'm not sure how the casual person playing farming simulator sees the league. If it's something, yeah. you know, what what do you think? I, I, I it's a tough well, this- people who can't play. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah, well, what this what this is doing, what this uh, build of a league is creating is it's it's targeting a completely different demographic than you would see focusing on first person shooter esports or VSS esports or just sport simulation esports. It's totally different people. The casual player, the casual at casual's heart kind of player getting into a competitive game and i'm looking at like maybe these die hard farming simulator fanatics who are all about the game are going to look at this and maybe think it's a bit blasphemous right they've been playing this game forever they've got these farms built up these communities they're working on their their discords talking about what wheats and what grows the best how to do the best (laughs) tactics on this and then all of a sudden giant games comes in or giant software comes in and, and changes up a part of the game to allow competition and competitive stature. And all of a sudden those diehard fans might be like, this is not the farming simulator I know. And then the exact demographic that they're trying to tone to might completely push back on the inverse though. If they do take to it and it's like, this is great. Yeah. Let's get some more popularity on a game that we love and maybe bring in some people to either compete or recognize the benefit of just farming simulator as a creation, whether that's through, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It looks fantastic. It's like, ah, this actually, you know, kind of looks kind of fun to just go farm around. Definitely looking at it on a competitive specter, but if you get into the scene, maybe you want to take a casual run. And with that, maybe those people that, are diehard fans and look at this esport and recognize its potential might grow to enjoy just esport as a collective in general. And then you got more viewerships on things like Rocket League, things like Overwatch and things like Call of Duty. You've got other esports gaining new fandoms and bringing in new demographics that were never the target in the first place. And then we can start growing this esport collective altogether based on this wild transition that makes absolutely no sense in my opinion. You're right, though. You bring up a really good point is that this is targeting a different demographic. And whether people who are actually farming are playing farm simulator, I have to imagine no. I feel like the last thing you'd want to do after working on a farm would be to simulate working on a farm. (laughs) I can't imagine that's... But I mean, I I don't know. Soldiers play Call of Duty afterwards. Football players play Madden. So maybe it's not the most ridiculous idea out there. It might be it might be nice to know that you're taking like something that you practice as a profession and then you can do it so much easier, so much faster and so much more lucrative. And you're like, all right, this is now it's relaxing instead of hard work in the beating sun, running a tractor over fields of wheat. Then you sit in your nice electric gaming chair, got your spoke headphones on. You're just jamming out to some good music in the soft winds of an electronic sky. <laughs> You paint a beautiful picture there, Max. Just absolutely incredible. Throw me out of my John Deere. Put me on a bridge. I'll knock any one of you off. <laughs> Let's do it. Tractors. Yeah, maybe it's like a, a wish fulfillment. If you drive a tractor out all the time, you're like, I really wish I could ram these into other tractors. Farming Simulator League gives you it. What if you're what if you're playing like the competitive scene and you go you you go out to do your actual farming work and you go oh, man I wish I had a multiplier right now yeah it'd be awesome if this counted for three hay bales this is bullshit <laughs> it's total bullshit I got all of the balers and I'm still working today come on dude game's <laughs> over I won. Yeah. So I don't know who's playing farming simulator. I love to I love to get a somebody from Giant Software and be like, what's the target demo? Who do you guys have playing? One interesting thing I noticed in the WAPO article was the ages of the players. And so if you're not familiar with esports, esports trends absurdly young. Some games more than others, but the average age of a qualified player in the Fortnite World Cup was 17 years old. 17 years old. You know, most esports, the average age of the players is like 20 to 23. That's Unless a, it's Fortnite. 
Unless it's Fortnite, which is really young, but then some fighting games have some older players. League of Legends right in that early 20s range. So it varies. But the point is that people who are close to 30 and over 30 very rarely compete in esports. There's some in the fighting game world. That's that's about it. Well, the two guys quoted from the Farming Simulator League were 32 and 34. I have no idea if that's the standard or if they are outliers, but being that they're the only two ages of two players I know in the league, it seems like it's trending a lot older. And that could be an interesting way to capture. Maybe this is an eSport that appeals to the boomers. Maybe this should be on ABC and not the Overwatch League. Too much flashing colors for the boomers. They need some nice farm and simulator league Mm. to really get them going. Yeah, what if all the esport watchers are just like, whoo, sweating from that Street Fighter comp? I think I'm going to throw on a nice farming simulator league and just relax for a minute, watch some real competition. It's the gulf of esports. <laughs> it's the gulf of esports for sure. <laughs> this is my, this is what I'm sending it as. And this is what Giant Software, you're free to use this as your tagline. It's relaxing, it's fun, competitive at times, big moments. But hey, it gets you, you know, it's it's nice and steady. Good thing to take a nap to on a, on a Sunday afternoon. It's a sweet tea after a, a Sunday's watching of a full eSport competition. Yeah, if League of Legends is football, then this is Rocket League is soccer. This is golf. That's, that's where this fits in the eSports world. I love it. Or maybe it's bowling. Is bowling better? No, because no one's watching bowling. We're not trying to. We're not trying to put them down over here. Is I anyone mean, watching Farming Simulator League? <laughs> okay, all right. This is bowling. <laughs> hey, bowling is here. I don't know. You get I, out there, I, you're watching bowling. Hey, you get sweaty. You're like, oh god. Where's the strike? Yeah. Where is this? I've 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 tuned into some some casual bowling events before, where I'm just flipping ESPN. I'm like, what are pro bowlers like? You're Arm an strikes. anomaly. You are an anomaly. I am. I'm just desperate for sports content sometimes. <laughs> so bowling or golf? Somewhere in between, maybe. I think some people are watching this. I saw that one of their events had like 30,000 viewers, which is pretty pretty solid. It's a good amount of viewers for a farming simulator event. So, you know, there's a, there's a group of people out there who are interested in this content. And if, if it works, it works. Definitely. What what I like about this is really the potential it has on the esports scene. Like I said, and like I have been saying, this game was not originally made to be an esport. It's so intentionally not that way. You're right to say, I don't know how competitive the base game is. I've never really played it. I've paid very little attention to the scene. And it seems to me to be a relaxation simulation of farming out in the country, agriculture at its finest in a digital form. Though I play a lot of relaxing games. I'm a decently casual player outside of the Rocket Leagues and the Destiny 2s and the Halos. But You know, I'm a monster fan of Animal Crossings. And if you can tell me that a game like Farming Simulator can come out with a competitive, successful eSport league, that there's no there's no boundaries anymore. Like I said, you can you can pull out Sims and make a Sims eSport. You don't know how. But apparently you can just change a part of the game, create a new mode, and now Farming Simulator isn't about servicing a community, but racing against the clock using power-ups and multiplier conveyor belts to get the most points in a certain amount of time. There's no limit. There's no idea what you could do to a game like Sims or a game like Animal Crossings. But now... Here, let's put you on the spot. How would you make an Animal Crossing eSport? What would that look like? I mean, you can go for like the obvious, which is there is a competitive scene within Animal Crossings as it is right now. And that's on the basis of bug catching and fish catching. If you go fishing, there are a bunch of different varieties of fish that value at different amounts, but there's also a certain weight to the fish and you can sit there and get lucky and catch some ones. But I know there's also probably going to be upgrades in this new animal crossings that come out that allows you to hone in and capture certain fish. And you can also target based on 
on weather. So if you created a game mode that you can target specific fish based on the area and you in the the you can get any fish, it's specific timing or whatnot, I don't know, but probably the fishing element of it could be that. Or integrate the fishing with the financials and you have to grow a house in the quickest amount of time. I don't know. I mean, Animal Crossing so in so in intently and so purposefully is all about relaxation. There's almost no timing requirement. In fact, it runs in real time. So if you catch yourself playing primarily at 5 p.m., you have to reset your like your system clock just to be able to play at 9 a.m. And so you're like, I don't know. The game is so relaxing on purpose that the idea of it being a competitive seed makes no sense. But I would say the same thing about Farming Simulator four months ago before I knew that this ever existed. It's a good point. I mean, it's these games are designed not with esports in mind, but I mean, Animal Crossing, okay, if Animal Crossing did something in esports, it would be massive. Everybody would write an article because everybody knows Animal Crossing. It, Mm -hmm. It reaches into memes a little bit. They're in Super Smash Bros. now. There's Animal Crossing representation, right? There's a competitive scene. Yeah, there you go. You can't make uh, okay. it a fighting sim. You can't make Animal Crossings into a fighting sim because you'd be messing with uh, Nintendo's other properties. Aren't there but, aren't there Animal Crossing characters in the new Smash Bros? There is. Yeah, you got two of them. But you couldn't like take Animal Crossings as its game and create a fighting simulation inside of that property or else you'd be competing with Nintendo's other property. And I don't think Nintendo wants to play against itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was just a... Establishing a precedent for them to be a little bit more competitive. Some of the characters are really they're they're feisty out there. I don't know. I was never a huge Animal Crossing guy. So Max was giving me shit. <laughs> Dude, get your switch. We've been here. <laughs> I'm working on it. My my MacBook just crapped out on me. I'm using my gaming computer to record this. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen eventually, I think. I wanna do you mentioned Animal Crossing. Well, I have more experience with The Sims. What does Sims Esports look like? Sims Esports. Now, you got to you got to wonder like where did the idea of farming simulator esport come from? And it's that you can build a mount of hay bales as fast as you can and you can gain points on the speed at which you do it. When the farming simulator was first made, or at least the league the League of Farming Centers first made, all it was was a single field of wheat. And you'd go around in your tractors in teams of three. You'd build these bales. You would create them. Or you'd, you'd take out the wheat, you'd build the bales, and then you'd fork them onto a lift. And you have to get 20 stacked up without falling over and keep them there and get back to the start line. And first one to do that wins. The game has now evolved and now it's become a more fleshed out competitive scene. It has a lot more variety of gameplay and ability to win. So, but it's still kind of the same concept. It's all about building hay bales and placing them in the right place to get amount of points. What is it about Sims that you could quantify and turn it into a competitive effort? I mean, maybe baby production. That seems like it's the only the, thing. What about the levels? What about the the mood levels and the aspiration of? Oh, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> The person with like the happy knit, like the happiest community after a set amount of time. I guess so. But then you're just talking about speed runs. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. The person with the, I, I, I guess baby production. I don't know. Somehow they may be able to find some aspect of the Sims and turn it into an esport. I don't know. We're getting, it's an interesting thought experiment. I can only think of just toss this bachelor into a room with many women and let's see how many babies he can pop out and grow and and feed them enough birthday cakes that they expire before himself. And then it's like, wow, in 15 minutes, this man managed to have and kill 45 children. That is incredible. A new record. Blue team wins. Red team. I'm sorry, but it appears that your women had to go to the bathroom and you never got as many babies. Unfortunate. It, this, this could never work, but <laughs> it, we'd never be entertaining this thought if this podcast wasn't about the Farming Simulator League, which is a game nobody was like, oh, that that's going to be an eSport. It's 
So we're just seeing if maybe maybe it gets there somehow. I think Animal Crossing is more more possible than it makes you think about literally any game could be an esport now. You just have to find what quantifies a variable within the game that you could actually build points on. And literally any game you play or have liked or have ever seen could potentially be an esport with the right investors and the right sponsors and the right amount of players. Anything. The the limit is invisible. There's no limit. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. And that's a great point for our last area, which is that the press around this has mostly been coming from the major sponsors getting on board. And that's one of the good things they have for them. A good comparison is the sports simulation games. Those games average a lot lower viewership. FIFA is relatively high, but Madden and NBA 2K are on a very low tier of viewership generally in the compared to other esports but those leagues have massive sponsors because they're tied to the NBA and the NFL it makes it really easy to get big companies to buy in because they're already working with the NFL well the farming simulator league has hit a really underserved area you've got all these different agriculture uh, farming technology companies that Maybe we're looking at esports in some way, but it doesn't make any sense for John Deere to sponsor the League of Legends. You know, like it doesn't make any sense for Conserva Agriculture to be a be a sponsor of Cloud Nine. You know, the the overlap just isn't there. Well, the Farming Simulator League has hit an overlap. It has allowed those companies an entry point into esports, and that's very valuable, actually. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, talking about like sponsors, we've seen it in Rocket League that, you know, you got like film franchises sponsoring Rocket League for new cars, or you've even got cars like Jeep sending, putting a car in the game, or you've got uh, the McLaren in the game. And it's, you know, you find your niche and you're able to sponsor a game. So for Farming Simulator, all these farming companies, I don't know what they get out of sponsoring a video game because the last people I think are playing a ton of video games are the people who spend most of their day getting up at 5 a.m. to work on a farm and then go to bed early after they've worked 16 hours. The guys don't have time. They're the busiest people in the world, the agricultural side of the world. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely true. They're, the schedules you hear from farmers are just absurd. But maybe there's this younger batch of farmers who, when I think of a farmer, I'm thinking from a very American aspect, which is like, you know, a dude in his, his 50s to 60s, just salt of the earth, dirty overalls, uh, just, you know, doing his thing all day long. But I don't, I don't usually think of young people as traditional farmers, but there's probably that crop of them and maybe they do enjoy... That's some nice farming simulator action. They very well might. Very well might. So wanted to do a quick rundown on some of their sponsors. We mentioned John Deere. They're the biggest one by far. They sponsor a team. Other teams are sponsored by Trelleborg Wheel Systems. Amazon, not to be confused with Amazon. Uh, Grim, Grime, G-R-I-M-M-E, and Astragon Entertainment. And most of those are all farm companies. They are very heavily in agriculture. And the league sponsor, they have Corteva, AgriScience, Intel, Logitech, and Noble Chair, some of the traditional esports sponsors on the end there. But that's a lot of companies that are just now entering esports for the first time because they had nowhere that felt like a natural fit. And, you know, if there's enough of those companies catering to this niche, it really could expand or the audience may have zero overlap with the people actually buying Trellborg wheel systems and they'll pull their investment out. Who who knows? Could go either way, but that's that's where they are right now. Do you think Trellborg wheel systems came to Farm Simulator League or Giant Software and was like, "Hey, I hear you're building this eSport. I'd love to put some money down on that and maybe uh, some of these young folk will come buy some wheels from me." Or do you think Giant Software is like, you know, let's tap on every single agricultural support company out there and let's see if we can get some money for this thing and throw it up like it's some sort of new age marketing effort. 
And I mean, hey, John Deere hasn't has been advertising in many different ways, but I have never seen them in video games. So makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, I think it could have gone either way. Those discussions could have gone either way. It definitely helps the Farming Simulator League to keep getting this press from different companies. But my best guess is that they had a working relationship before. You know how when you used to play Need for Speed or some of these other games and they'd, or like say NBA 2K, and it doesn't just give you random shoes, it gives you Nikes and Adidas. These companies have a working relationship because they want the real, they want to be as close to real life as possible. And that sometimes means putting brands in there. So instead of just having a tractor, you have the John Deere TI 800. That's a calculator. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tell me where you got a TI 800 and then come back to the present, you future. (laughs) I pulled out, I just pulled out random letters and numbers. But anyways, what I mean is like maybe they'll have it, it adds the authenticity to have the latest John Deere model. So maybe they already had different wheel systems you could upgrade and they were, Trailboard Wheels was already working. That's going to be my best guess. As somebody who never played Farming Simulator, all we can really do is guess, but I I feel like they may have been a previous working relationship. I think that makes the most sense. I mean, Farming Simulator obviously made by people that have a passion for agriculture and farming in general, but they're not people that regularly design and create tractors. And so I'm guessing they went out and used specs of these kind of models as, well, models for their game. And thus they had to get the rights and approval. And they were probably like, you know, don't just use the model, use the real thing. We will be your tractor for this game. And they go, great. Are you okay working with Trailborg wheel system? They go, God, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's a good, it's mutually beneficial because the games want to seem accurate to real life and the companies want their name wherever they can. If it's going to be a free partnership, let them like, let's have John Deere get its, you know, more market value. For sure. I don't know. That That's the Farming Simulator League, though. We're really hoping for an English event. Uh, so if anybody from Giant Software stumbles upon this, shoot us an English event. Also, talk to us. If we are totally off base, if you have corrections, and this gets picked up in Farming Simulator circles, please reach out. I would love to talk to you all about why you enjoy this game or how you see it as an eSport. I wasn't able to find anybody to connect with to talk with from the league, uh, because again, all German. But that's, you know, that's something that I would love to have in the future. I want to learn more about the Farming Simulator League and see where it goes. I mean, one thing I was thinking about is like, what's like the, what's the separation of skill in the Farming Simulator? That's something I really want to know. Because like eventually you can cut the right amount of corners. You can get the right amount of, RNG on the bridges, but like you keep the right system of like getting your multiplier up and placing the, the hay bales in the right way. You learn these mechanics. I, I I don't think you're going to be able to expand on the mechanics to really push past the limits of what you can learn in the first year. And so then it's just going to be like, don't make any mistakes. And then we're back to speed running. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, even with all the power-ups and different things they're introducing, ultimately a best route is going to be decided on. It's not going to take that long. And then you have to figure out what the best speed to multiplier of the conveyor belt versus multiplier is. I, I think it'll be really decision-making based. That's, that's how it's going to have to... If it's going to work as an eSport, like you said, if it's going to get too formulaic and just get kind of boring, it's going to become how people play with the multiplier between each other. Yeah. I feel like, and and here's a good question to bring up. Does an eSport work as a true competition if there is never any direct contact with the opponent? Outside of them building up multipliers and shutting down their multiplier conveyor belt, there's they're on like separate sides of the field. You don't have to like cross their field to get to yours. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but in rocket league, you could bump your opponent and you have to get past their defense in overwatch. Your goal is to shoot the opponent and they may be better at hiding or better at shooting than you are. In FIFA, you got to get around your opponent in most games. It's a direct contact to the opponent. Farming simulator just doesn't seem to have a direct contact to the opponent. 
You know what this says is that we don't have many racing esports because that's that's what this is ultimately is a race, and that's the comp that's the competition, the only really competition that you mentioned that exists that doesn't have contact. It's all time based. Those are the two ways of having a competition. True, and yeah, all that says to me is that the uh, the major esports there's very few races among them, which outside is interesting. Of, outside of games like maybe Nitro or crash nitro racing or, or, uh, or Mario Kart, where the direct contact is the item pickups and the, you know, holding onto a banana so you don't get hit by a shell, you know, that kind of direct contact to save yourself against them in a game like Forza. Yeah. Unless you're like right next to them can slam them into a wall or fishtail their back wheels. You're right. There really isn't that much contact. That's interesting. It's a really good point. Like how that works. Cause that could be a problem i mean a lot of the biggest moments in esports are when two people come head to head when you know when things boil up and the confrontation has to be made and somebody comes out the winner and it might be robbed of that moment i don't know man the the farming simulator league is a whole unique thing but we did just spend 50 minutes talking about it so that's got to be a good sign and as we saw i mean as we noted before it's recently changed its entire formula. It was one 20 bale stack, and now it's a 15-minute competition of as many bales as you can put into the silo or the or the barn as you can get. So there may be a lot of transitions and changes to the farming simulator mantra in even the next week. Who knows? So keep your eye out for it. Farming simulators bring evolving. Bring back tractor wars. Bring Ooh, back bring tractor, back tractor war. wars. Definitely. There's that contact. You can't even get to your silo unless you can get past their bridge guard. I like it. I'm here for it. Just make there be some way that you can like go over there and disable their tractor by like have like there be a quick vehicle you can run into there. That's the kind of team strat I'm looking for. I'm for it. You know, like with it across the field, (laughs) take out their tractor or something, disable it. There we go. Now I'm in. And ultimately, what we're trying to say here is Rocket League's a great esport. <laughs> the whole moral of all our podcasts is that Rocket League is a great esport. Anything like Rocket League or claiming to be anything sort to Rocket League is also a pretty good esport. And go Hazers. <laughs> and never go Hazers. Marble Olympics. We're never doing a Marble Olympics podcast for you guys. We talked about it earlier and it's just a little too far off esports. But I will plug Marble Olympics every chance I get. Go check out their channel and somehow develop an emotional connection to marbles. That's how that works. Keep changing my team every year. Last year, it was the crazy cat's eyes. Failed it's green me. ducks all the way. It's green ducks only. They're brand new. They don't even have a scene in the scene. They're ducks. And <laughs> ducks are the best. Let's go ducks. It's going to get violent if we don't close out soon. Yeah. yeah, we're wrapping up. We're rambling now. Go check out the Farming Simulator League. If you want to learn more about it, I'll put that Dutch, bro- or that, not Dutch, maybe it's Dutch, who knows. It's a different language. I'll put that broadcast below. I'll put the video explaining it below, and I'll link to the Washington Post article in case you want to read that for yourself. Support Nicole's work. She does amazing work. That's everything for this Esports Network podcast. We'll be back again soon to talk about something else. I don't have anything to plug right now, but we'll be back again soon, I promise. Max, thank you for joining me, man. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here. Gotta go jump on my John Deere. I'll check you on the bridge. (laughs) See you there.